Okay, so here we are on Erev Shabbos, two days before Hanukkah. Now, um, I am not in the office on a daily basis, as you are. So I would like to ask the following question. If you open up, if one opens up a Shulchan Aruch, and one opens it up to Hilchus Hanukkah, Hilchus Hanukkah begins in a very uh, peculiar way in, in Shulchan Aruch, in Simon Tafresh Ayin. Hanukkah starts off and says like this: "Bechotei bekislev, maschil and ches shemei Hanukkah." Eight days of Hanukkah begin. "Bechotei kislev" is Mitzvah Shabbos. Eight days of Hanukkah. Okay, what's the first halacha? It says in Shulchan Aruch. First of all, I, I, uh, I, I agree with the first point, then I disagree with the second point. We have Surah Hespedotinus. The rest of Hespedotinus. Unusual halacha. That that's all you have to That's how it begins. Okay. Sif base. Want to tell us what Sif base is? No. Reboy has sudos. Shabram hem hem sudos rishos. No chiv to have a sudon. So I want to, I like to ask the following: If a person is in the office on Chalamoid Pesach Hasukis, or Tishabov, or Yom Kippur, excuse me, or Tishabov or Purim, Purim is like Yom Kippur. I think a person is going to feel, no matter what they are doing, they're going to feel it. You can't eat regular food on Chalamoid Pesach. You can't eat in a regular place in Chalamite Sukkot. And you know the day is different. There's a little Vanessic flying around and the Sukkot's flying around. The whole the whole day is different. But even the office, it, it feels different. You know, you have to be careful of what you eat. Be on the alert. Purim, you know that no matter what you do, either some people have to have a suit in the office because they can't get home, they have to work, or they have to uh, make sure they leave early enough. They've got to give Shalom Manis, you got to give Matos of Yainim, you got to give, you know, the, the whole day's activity here. You, you, you kind of crowd work into the day's activity. Tish above, if you have to go to work, everybody knows it's tish above. You're wearing sneakers, you're wearing, uh, you know, you're not eating. I mean, you know, it's tish above. There's nothing to talk about. It's tish above. So, um, what's with Hanukkah? You come to your office at Hanukkah. You dress differently? Nope. Eat differently? Nope. You have to leave early? Uh, really, I mean, you know, lechatchila. Maybe you should leave. I mean, most people don't leave early. Achad face if you, you know, in yeshiva, maybe you leave early. Uh, you're working, you don't leave early. So manishtana uh, in the office, Hanukkah, from any other day. Only oh, light the candles after Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a minion. Yeah, okay, because you have a minion. Yeah, right. Okay, very. It's very nice of you. Very nice of you. And I'll I'll tell you something about that in a minute. But well, what well, what what is it? It's a tell the gazach. And the truth of the matter is, I've said this many times in shul. I even probably send out a tape about it this week. But um, I remember. I'll never forget the first time I thought about it. I'm in base matters, second seder. I look at the clock. Whatever it's four thirty-seven. I look at my chalusa. I say Hanukkah's over. You make Abdullah? No. Okay, Matsai Tishabov, you also don't make Abdullah unless it comes out on Sunday. You don't make Abdullah, but you, you have to sit down and have a suit. I mean, Tishabov's over, you know what I mean? Let's go eat. Right? Yontif, Fashay Tzach, this Abdullah. Even Purim, 
you know, it's brought down the halacha, you should have the suda start before shkia, but it should go after shkia, and, you know, and, uh, many people, uh, and Purim with dancing, well, uh, uh, Purim does not end the shkia. It doesn't end the shkia, that's for sure not, unless you're in a situation where you have to, otherwise uh, Purim continues. Well, so what's with Hanukkah? What is this thing? That's another halacha. Um, what, what, do you, what, what do you have to do in Hanukkah? Let's, let's talk about the basic halachas. So you have to uh, light the menorah, you have to say Alanisim, and you have to say Hawa, right? Okay, so let's talk. Um, if a person forgets to say Alanisim, every single Shmon Esri, does he repeat Shmon Esri? No. If he gets in benching, do you repeat benching? Okay. Do you mention Hanukkah and Alamicha? No. So, you could, one could, I'm not saying one should, one could theoretically go through the entire Hanukkah and not mention Alanisim once. You're a fine, upstanding Jew, okay, you know, you got some problems with your memory, whatever. On Purim, there's a Habamina, and there's the Machlekes Rishonim, that if you don't say Alanisim by the Purim, so you have to bench again. We don't hold like that. You have to bench again. Um, number one. Number two. On Purim, you must hear the Megillah. You can't get somebody to listen to the Megillah for you. Right? You have to give Shalach Monash. You can have a Shliach do it for you, but you have to give it to the Shliach. You have to give him, the, you know, and you have to give Matanah Savyayinam. And you have to eat a Suda. You have to do those things. Okay. On, on Hanukkah, once again, thanking Mike for opening question here, one could theoretically go through the entire Hanukkah and never light the Venera. And be Mekai the Mitzvah. A person's Rachmanos on the hospital. You can't light a Venera in the hospital. Finish. Electric manure is okay, we're not going into the whole shot of electric manure. So what does a person do? A man's in the hospital, a woman's in the hospital, so what do they do? So whichever one is home, they light. Is the person Mekai the Mitzvah? Absolutely, been Mekai the Mitzvah. I'll tell you more than that. A person's home. And they work late. Big tumult. It's three, I went, went through my notes last night. A big tumult. Three years ago, we had a big tumult about the Shiloh. If it, it really started off because one of the moises in town made a, made a dinner. Hanukkah night. I mean, the dinner was called for six thirty downtown. So you could light the menorah theoretically at home. That's you know, if you if you if you're home at four thirty, you know. But many men had called me up that year, and they said they're downtown. They got to go to this dinner, and uh, they can't go back and forth. They can't go back and forth. They they just want to go from their office to the dinner. Now the Shiloh came about. Should their wife light at home bismani, and they'll be yitzer with their wife. And they will not light when they get home after the dinner at 9 o'clock. Or should they light at 9 o'clock? Is it better for them to light themselves? Shalobas mano, eating before Hadlokas Neiris is something you should not do. Or should they light and be Yitzhak with their wives and finish? Which way Which way should they go? L'chadkila at the right man or, 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 or L'chadkila by doing the mics itself? And many places can hold. There's a big, there's a big too much. I spent a lot of time in the Shalobas. Many places can hold. I, I'm not telling you what I would tell somebody to do myself. Tell them, but many places can hold that that uh, you should be yaitza with the with your wife, and she'll meet you at the dinner. She'll meet you at the dinner. So, you know, somewhat of a pella, uh, really somewhat of a pella. It should be mentioned here that Rishlam Zalman was approached, where younger light and Kailul said, maybe big masmidim, maybe we should not go home and let our wives light at the right time. <laughs> 
So Rosh Zaman was furious. That's not the Minigan Kali Show. But I'll tell you something else which I worked on in my notes. What is the Minigan Kali Show in America? Minigan Kali Show in America is when I grew up, everybody waited for the father to come home. You got him at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. You waited for your father to come home. That's when you lit. That's when you lit. Is that right? Okay, this is a, a sheer unto itself. I'm not, go, I'm not going there. It's a sheer unto itself. But there's no question that a person can be yaitza his chiv with the other spouse, for sure when it comes to spouses, with the other spouse lighting at home. Nothing to talk about. Mamish, nothing to talk about. A very interesting question that I gave Sharon last night, where the man is going to be in New York, he went to New York, rather, for Shabbos Hanukkah. Went to New York for Shabbos Hanukkah because he has a bris. His wife and kids stayed. His wife is going to her parents for Shabbos. She'll be by her parents Matzai Shabbos. Should she, normally she does not like the maneuver. Most married women do not like them whenever their husband lights, and they eat with their husband. It's also a machloik, but that's the way most people conduct themselves. So what should this woman do now? She's at her parents' house. Her father is not ishtakagufai. She's not ishtakagufai with her father. Her father's not her husband. Her husband's in New York. And her husband is not even going to light in New York, possibly. I'm not sure yet. He might give, uh, you know, give some money. That's a halach excitement. Mishtata Vipruti gives some money to, a, to, a, to wherever he's staying, and that person will light, and his wife can be Yitzah back in Chicago, even without his lighting. So should his wife light? It's a whole tumult over here. All I mean to say is, it's possible for a person to go through the Hanukkah and not light a manure. And be a kind of mitzvah. Okay, so we knocked off Alanisim, and we knocked off, uh, we knocked off lighting the manure. So what's left? Hollow. Okay, hollow you gotta say. You gotta say hollow? Okay, fine. You, that, nobody can be might see you in hollow. You gotta say hollow. If you don't say hollow by shachris, you gotta say it the rest of the day. Hollow you gotta say. And if you forget hollow, okay, you forgot hollow, it's, I mean, what should you do? It's, it's uh, you know, you're not Makai the Mitzvah. You're Makai the Mitzvah Shemon Esrei if you don't say Alanisim. If you don't say hollow, you're not Makai the Mitzvah, you lost the Mitzvah. Okay, so you gotta say hollow. Oh, but Saif calls Saif, you know, when you, when those people who go to Davin in the morning, with a minion on Rishchidosh. You also say hello, but you come to the office on a regular day. If I kept Rishchidosh, really, you should dress up a little better. But there's no thing to dress up on Hanukkah. So what is the Yantif? What is it? What does Chazal do? Working is mutter. So the minute for women, not to work, the place for the half hour when the candle's lit, it only means certain malachas, maybe the makabal, you know, there are a lot of cooking, a lot of, but they're not, maybe shouldn't sew, maybe shouldn't do laundry, whatever. What, what, what's what, what's going on? But that's consistent with the Gemara because the Gemara, the only thing the Gemara says is That's right, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah, it's hundred percent consistent with the Gemara. This time we eat latkes and and, and sufganiyot. It's all very nice. It's menhagim. It's, it's it's very very nice. Okay, so what 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 is the pshat? What's what's the I, I I think there's something very deep going on here, very very deep going on, and it's it's, it's really it's really in the realm of a of, of a pella. And, uh, and I'll tell you what the Pella is. There's a. I saw this many, many years ago, but I, I was not made on this line. Or maybe I saw the line and I just figured I, I don't understand the line. The, the Altaf and Kellum, who was the Talmud of Rabbi Yisrael Salanta, says he died in the. Uh, I never saw anybody who saw the Altaf and Kellum. I was alive. With people who saw the ultimate kill them, and never saw them. Rebel Apian saw the ultimate kill them. Chatzkel Levinstein saw the ultimate kill them. My Rebbe, the Meshgiach, was already the next door. He did not see the ultimate kill He saw the ultimate kill son of him. He did not see the ultimate kill So, the ultimate kill says, ready for a line. Loi kiyamnu miyameinu mitzvah I was never a mechanic of mitzvah in my life. 
what, what, what does that mean? This is in Simon Samachel, the Kalav Chochma Musar. He's never kind of Israel. <laughs> he didn't light a menorah. Of course he lit a menorah. Well, he wasn't a dogmatic to use oil. Of course he used oil. Luix, what, 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 listen, on time, there's nothing to talk about. It. What, doesn't, what, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? Okay, so he says that the Avodah and Hanukkah is, I say the Avodah, a Avodah, whatever the Avodah and Hanukkah is, I chase Paul Mianisim until I am is born, full of his pilots from the Nisim. Shenasu was, Lekabel o malchus shemayim berotzen. To Mekabel o malchus shemayim berotzen. So, that means the following. A Jew stands in front of the menorah. He's not lighting it. The, the Maisa Mitzvah, as we say in Lumpus, the Maisa, the Maisa has to be done is take a candle, light a wick, light a candle. That's the Maisa Mitzvah, no question about it. Oil, wicks, Menaira, windows, that's all the Maisa Mitzvah, which is Meiridik, which you have to do. And you have to sell your shirt off your back in order to do this Mitzvah. So Meiridik a Mitzvah. Credible, it's only two Mitzvahs like that in Kola you got to sell the shirt off your back. you got to sell yourself into servitude in order to make kind of Mitzvah. Meiridik. But that, says the Alton Kellum, is not the Kavona of the Mitzvah. The Kavona of the Mitzvah is to say, I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. Never in the history of mankind were miracles ever done so that a person can practice their religion. There have been miracles done for non-Jews so that they can live. There was never a miracle done so that someone can practice their religion, except, of course, for Kalesha. Nisim were done so that we can continue our religion as religious Jews. We had a nest that was done in the base of English with, 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 with the Menorah. We had a nest that was done with the Muhammad. We have Nisim that were done not to save our lives, to save our faith. Nobody else has such a thing. Obviously, why nobody else has such a thing? Because Baruch is not making a nest so somebody else can, can practice Christianity. Okay, now listen. It is a, it's, it's, it's an incredible thing. Chronologically, sequentially, the last mitzvah that we have is the mitzvah of Hanukkah. It's the last mitzvah we have, made up by Chazal, right? Everything else, the Purim, but the Purim is still in Tereshim but historically, that's the last, that's the last Yontif. That's the last Yontif. What did Chazal do about this Yontif? Chazal created an incredible concept. Now, I'm just telling you, let's go with only what I've had in the last week, okay? Let's go, including this morning. A person comes to the office. It's a regular day. There's no work, no food, no change in my clothing, nothing. It's a, it's a regular day. It's not a Purim, it's not a Tishma, it's not a Chalamite, it's not a Chalamite. Regular day, regular day in the office. Which is exactly what the Greeks wanted us to believe. We're regular guys. We're the same as everybody else. That's what the, the Greeks, there's no Nazism, Yemachshimon Bezichrim. They don't want to kill anybody. No killing. No killing. Come join us. Come join us. You want to be a little different. You want to keep bagels and locks? Keep bagels and locks. You want to keep chult? Keep chult. But come join us. We're the same. We're all the same. We're human beings. We're all the same. We're all the same. A person told me this week, in tears, that right now as is happening across the country, at least from what I hear it, from people in show, that many offices are downsizing. Not in the amount of work, only in the amount of people, which creates a big lachatz for the people who remain behind. Lachatz means more hours. More hours. So a person told me more hours in the office means that the people I associate with more are my colleagues. 
One person told me, I had to drop my Seder in the morning before davening. Can't do it. I had to drop my Seder at night. I can't do it. And I find myself in the company of my colleagues, who are wonderful people, he told me. They're wonderful people. But I'm losing my shaykhs. I'm losing my shaykhs with shul. I get into shul Friday night when I used to be excited. I'm not excited anymore, as I once was. Scary. Somebody else told me this morning, a doctor, prominent doctor, just told me this morning. I told him, in the office, you don't know what's Hanukkah. I was telling him a little bit about what I'm going to be saying here. He told me, he said, I, I don't want to disagree with you. Well, you might not like my answer, but I want to share with you something. In the office nowadays, Hanukkah is a big tzimus. What's a big tzimus? I said, what's, what's a big tzimus? Because Hanukkah got dragged into Kratzmach. Now, 33 years ago, actually, maybe it was 34, I remember, well, it was shortly after we moved to Chicago. The first and second Hanukkah we moved to Chicago. One of my neighbors was into Kirov then already, now he has a moisture for Kirov, Rabbi Donny Deutsch. So he tells me in the coil the next morning I had guests at my house last night they came. So we looked at Benaira. So he told us like this. Last night we celebrated Hanukkah. Or was the night before they came to the Deutsches. We celebrated Hanukkah. What did we do? We celebrated the spirit of the holiday and not the letter of the holiday. What did you do? We exchanged gifts. Exchanged gifts. So this doctor tells me, the office is permeated with the fact that Hanukkah has become, as, as the Goyim say, has become the, the Jewish Kratzbuch. That's what it is. Well, what is it? We give, we give each other gifts. That's what they said. We, we ate latkes. I think they said they ate latkes also. We gave each other gifts. Very nice. You can't find giving gifts anywhere in Shulchan Aruch. Whatever the tumult. Yeah, no, you're not allowed to do it. You only give Another year. But it's, we all know that it's not Shulchan Aruch. We make a big deal about it. Make a big simus about it. Those of us who have children. Those of us who have Hanukkah. But that's not the, that's not Hanukkah. Latkes, Mayurik, yeah, you, you put sour cream on your potato latkes, you put apples on your potato latkes, I got some, I got some muchum about that also, what do you do, why do you do it? And then the, you should have muchadika latkes, and these type of latkes, those are gewaldic. So, going to go to the, should they have, uh, you know, uh, uh, what, what do they have in them, um, jelly, or should they have, uh, should they have caramel, what type of caramel? And I just saw now that some of the health ministers in the show wants to stop some going to help because it's so unhealthy and so many people are eating them and whatever, guy, guy, gewaldic. Nishkanika. So this guy told me at Pelotech that there is a lot of tumult about Hanukkah. People don't forget Hanukkah in the office. But what part of Hanukkah? Or what Hanukkah? Or what is Hanukkah? So it's a scary thing. The Greeks wanted Lashkicham Tarasacha. The Greeks wanted Lashkicham Tarasacha. And the Alton Kellum said that when I stood at my Menorah, I mean, this is, you know, this is a Balmusa talking right now. You know, this, this is, you know, I don't know. If a Rebbe would talk like this, but uh, you know, a Litvish, Palmusa, I was never Makayim the Mitzvah Hanukkah. Mitzvah Hanukkah is that I think and I introspect and I say that there's a Bayre and I have to have Yerushamayim. Now that aspect of Hanukkah can come about as saying Halal with Kavona and, and lighting the Menorah Kalacha and then thinking about what's going on here. What's going on? And the Greeks said just the opposite. The Greeks said just the opposite. The Greek said, keep the yontif, you want to keep this, keep that, keep this, keep that. Don't keep Shabbos, and don't keep Rishchidosh, and whatever, whatever the reasons they stop, whatever they stop. They didn't stop Chont. They didn't stop bagels and locks. They didn't stop that. They stopped our mind. Don't think like a Jew. 
Don't think like a Jew. Don't think like a Jew. Come into the office. Don't think like a Jew. So Chazal said, we're going to give you a yontif. And if I care, go to the office. Go to the office. It's going to be the last yontif that we're going to make for Jews until Mashiach comes. Go to the office. And conduct yourself in the office like you do any other day. You don't eat differently. You don't drink differently. You don't dress differently. You don't dive differently. Nothing different. Except for one thing. In here. Or in here. Where am I? Don't acculturate and don't assimilate. I mean, I don't know what it was like for you. I can admit publicly what it was like for me when I was a kid. You know, my cousins who didn't keep Shabbos or, or the kids of Rocky didn't keep Shabbos. So, you know, you say, okay, so I'm a Jew, but I, I can't watch TV for 25 hours a week. That was my, basically my world TV was, you know, that's it, finished. I didn't watch TV for 25 hours. Okay, so I was a little different. Otherwise, I said the same. I had the same subjects in English, and I played the same ball with them, and I, well, whatever, I finished. We ate the same uh, stuff from the uh, good humor trucks, and they, uh, whatever it was, it was, it was, what's the difference? What's the difference? That's what Hollywood wanted us to believe, right? What's the difference? Not, not such a great enough Camino. You do your thing, we do our thing. It's not such a big enough Camino. Hanukkah is the other that said, no, 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 no. No, it's not true. There is a big enough Camino. I, we're in the same office, we're making the same money, we got the same tables and chairs and phones as everybody else. True. Okay, but how, who are we? Who are we? What's our essence? What's our essence? And I think that there is no other Yontif on the calendar in which there's been so much assimilation as Hanukkah. There is no Goyesh Pesach. There's no Goyesh Sukkot. There's no Goyesh Shuas. And there's no Goyesh Purim. Okay, I know people say, you know, whatever, whatever when you dress up with, um, you know, in costumes, and, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, Halloween. Oh? Halloween. Halloween, yeah, whatever. Okay, it's uh, Hanukkah. Is, Comes at the same time of the year. I have a whole year about this also. Why? With the lights. Isn't it amazing? They have lights. It's amazing. What happened? You have a Jewish, a Jew living across the street from a guy. What happens? He has a tree with a light on it. We have a tree with a light on it, right? So we have a bush with there. <laughs> it's the biggest, if I care it, it's the most assimilation of any yontif. It's just, that's Mitzarechot. Mitzarechot. I once heard a rope say a I think he quoted it from a safe. I don't remember where. It's a Mitzarechot. Mitzarechot. Do you know which kasha there is in all Dalachalki Shulchan Aruch, in all the Shas, any, anything, any, all of Judaism? Which kasha is the most answers for it? Or which kasha is the most famous kasha in the world? The Beis Yisus kasha. It's the most famous kasha. It's called the Beis Yisus kasha. What's the kasha? Why do we celebrate Hanukkah eight days? Seven days. That's called the Beis Yisus kasha. They have more than, it's up to now 500 terutsim on the kasha. I once heard a rub say, I'm going to think of it. I don't know where we said it from. The Greeks came, Lashkichem Tarasecha. Forget the Torah. So Yisrael said, in your face, buddy, we're going to take you and we're going to make more Torah out of you than anything else. You destroyed us, Shem gave us an S, and we're going to make Torah, why seven, not eight, five hundred to Rusim to the Kash. That's a Jew. That's a Jew. That's a Jew. And it's, and, and it's, it's a Fakir, you know, obviously it's an Nisoyan like anything else. I think it's Badafka. You can go through Hanukkah like a regular guy, like a regular woman. Go through Hanukkah, finish. We just we're, we're in the middle of learning in the Kudel Baker from six to seven ten in the morning. We're learning Hilchos Halamid. So I just give a whole give a whole shear of the Bezuka came or whatever. So I told him, I said that Lamaisa uh, in the office on Halamid, you should really come dressed differently. You have to dress differently in Halamid. So what it says if you're a plumber, you don't have to, you can you don't have to dress up. But if you're not a plumber, you should dress up in Chalamite. 
You come into the office, well, there's no, no hatter not to dress up, like you're supposed to dress up, eating on Chalamay. If you're in the office from whatever it is, 8 to 6, Chalamay. You have to wash. Shiloh, you have to wash twice a day, or once a day, to wash. You eat differently. You have to drink. Drink wine or VSEI. There's no hatter for that. I'll keep talking about drinking, you know, a danger. There's no hatter for that. It's, it's, it's different. There's no hatter to eat chametz. On Chalamay Pesach, there's no hatter to eat outside of a sukkah if you're going to wash, which is what you should do. It's, it's, it's different. Yantam is different. Purim is different. Purim, you really should dress up differently also. So you have to dress up differently. Rabbi Schwartz, you have a refuge shleimer. Rabbi Schwartz, you have a refuge shleimer. He came, he came to show uh, from Meirav on, 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 on Tainus Esther. He was wearing his frock and, uh, you know, he was wearing his yantam clothes. It's Purim. Purim, you're supposed to dress differently. Hanukkah, no such thing. Not even different tie. Nothing. Don't say a thing. Nothing. Don't say anything about dressing. Nothing about eating. Come to the office. It's a regular day. No. It's not. And that's why the Dafka, there's no Chalkdol on Hanukkah. Because Hanukkah is seamless. That's good for the lesson. We are different. Without being different, we're different. That's the one Yontif. That's the last Yontif. That is the Yontif to tell us that we are different. We're different. We're different. So, I, I, I don't know exactly, because as a professor, in, in the, he's the head of the law school in Long Island University, I believe, in LAU. I think it's LAU. He's Rabbi Michal Tversky's brother. He's a rabbi, Professor Aaron Tversky. So, um, they're twin brothers, I believe. See, one sold us as a chiyah. I grew up with him. Huh? I grew up with him. You grew up with him? Torsky, Oh. He came to us, spoke once in the, in the, for the Cheshire Mishra So he said, which I've never done. He said, every rob really has a chiv to go to his Balabatam's office and spend a week there. Spend a week to see what the office is like. Spend to see what the office is like. See what the Abirah is like. Okay, fine. You know, it's a, yeah. You know, and it, I mean, it's more than a nice thought. It's it's something which is, which is true. Because without experiencing something, unless you're a genius, you really can't understand what people are going through. Really can't understand what people are going through. So I would like to. I don't know what the right words for it are, but I would like to definitely say that uh, Hanukkah is a yontif that can easily get lost in its essence. Shuas is lost. Shuas is lost. Not in its essence. Shuas is lost. A lot of people don't even know it's the yontif Shuas. Rachmanulitzlah. I don't know, but Hanukkah, Hanukkah, everybody knows. But but but, you know, we celebrated the spirit. Altam Kelam says the spirit is thinking about God. The spirit is not exchanging gifts. That's the out. That's Alta says. That's that, that's the essence. So it's uh, you know it's. That's why Shulchan Aruch starts off by saying, "Ein maspidin, ein maspidin." Shulchan Aruch is describing for us that the Maisa, it's, it, it's really a yantif in which Malacha is mutter, and, and that's it, finished. It's Malacha, it's an unusual yantif, very unusual. The only yantif like it. Only yantif like it. Every other yantif it's permeated, even if it's in the negative, such as Tishabab, where you have to fast, but you're okay, where you have to wear sneakers, whatever, and you, you can't shower in the morning before you go to work. Uh, okay, good. So it's different. Hanukkah is not like that. Hanukkah is not like that. Somebody uh, 
I don't know what time it is. I'm sorry. It's 37. 37. Okay. So I have to leave a little early, but not yet. Somebody uh, came to us with his lawyer. If it had not been Hanukkah, I would have really said over this year. He came to meet with us in the cradle for an hour and a half. He had a very big, very interesting Shiloh. I'll tell you about it a little, but I'll show you where I'm going with this. He, um, he has a, a, I don't know if this is the right term, a boutique school. The school teaches only one subject. It teaches uh, something with computer technology. The course is um, three to four months, very intense, four hours a day, three to four months, and you get a, you get a degree. And uh, So uh, he came to us once with a shadow about being open on Yontif. He's not open on Shabbos, being open on Yontif. And this particular person opted not to be open on Yontif, which for which he took a big loss. Big loss, I mean, on paper. He's so far, Baruch Hashem, he's been incredibly successful, and who's to say why? But um, these schools are becoming somewhat popular around the country. So someone came up with a chap. I was very enamored. I was never so enamored because, unfortunately, people, I think, uh, misguided many people, or misguide many people about this. I'm enamored nowadays by people coming up with chaps, how to make money. So this particular course, which takes like four months, four hours a day, five days a week, whatever, this particular course costs twelve thousand five hundred dollars for you know for the course. And um, a lot of the people taking the course can't afford it. And since it's not a regular university or college, the government doesn't give uh, student loans. Right. And most of the people can't go to a bank to get twelve five because they don't have the assets. So there are guys across the country who have come up with the model in which they loan money to the to the students up front. The way they loan the money to the students is by giving the money to the school. First, they check out the school to see what their ratio is of students making it through and you know whatever and going through the course. And so they're willing to you know whatever. It's it's a it's a business model. They uh, they 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 put out twelve five. They give the twelve five to the school. There's a ten percent reserve that they uh, that they don't give to the school until after the student. It takes three years to pay up the entire tuition. It's uh, whatever, you know. So, you know, and then they charge whatever it is, four or five percent of their money. So they have a, they created a niche in which they're going to get people who want to borrow money from them and they're going to give them whatever it is, five percent of their money. And, you know, if they get several hundred students, you know, $12,500 per student, they can make, uh, I'm assuming they're making good money, whatever. Well, they're making money. So this person came to us and said, um, he came with uh, with their with a lawyer, a woman lawyer. We sat for an hour and a half with with, with the wasn't the whole curl because the curl right now we took four out of the eighteen guys in the curl who spent second seder on on Shilas. So um, so we spoke for an hour and a half to see if there's ribis. That was the problem here because the check is being cut to the school, check's not being cut to the student. So who's really loaning the student the money? And there there, there, there are definitely students who are Jewish. Is there, is there a ribis Shiloh? And then on top of that, this 10%, which is kept in escrow, is that considered a loan? Uh, it was a ultimate. It was a ultimate. Okay, at the end of the day, there was definitely some uh, some issues going on, because even though there was really no loan, the this loan lending company is the is the Malve, and the student is the borrower, and the uh, and the student um, is a Jew, and the lending company, a Goyim, but we came up with a fascinating, a fascinating aspect that when a person lends somebody money, Baribis, even if you're not the lender, but you are the facilitator, you're also a Vanessa the Raisa. The 
lender is over Nisa Daraisa, the borrower is over Nisa Daraisa, the writer, that means the sofa of the star is over Nisa Daraisa, the Adam are over Nisa Daraisa, and the Seersur is over Nisa Daraisa. The Seersur is the person who creates the deal, even though he didn't lend any money to anybody. So it became a Shiloh, but Lemaist at the end, he made a phone call and he found out that all the owners are all Goyim, so therefore making a, being a facilitator of a loan between a Jew and a Goy is not an issue. Okay, fine. So, why am I telling you all this? Because Lemaisa, just like, this is not a plug, I'm not making a plug yet. This is not, just like there's a, a din, a din, there's a minic, I want to call it a minic, of having in-house counsel. What's in-house counsel? You have your own lawyer. Right? You have your own lawyer. Why do you have that? Because you have Shilas all the time. Right? People have Shilas all the time. And, you know, and, uh, and I'm talking, you know, secular law Shilas, and therefore they can turn to their in-house lawyer. You know what we're doing here. Is it okay not? So I was I was a scholar in residence recently or whatever, and I told people that you know you should have in house counsel for halacha because I, I don't know what's going on, and you don't know what's going on, and you know when very often the lawyer doesn't know what's going on. Meaning the lawyer has to know what's going on to make sure that they have not crossed the law, crossed the line for the legalities, but the lawyer may not know that this is an issue for halacha. It's not the lawyer's expertise. You know, they don't know it. And just like the the Rav or the Paisic, whoever it is, he may not know what the legalities are. And, you know, very often when I ask those shadows all the time, my first answer is call the company and ask them. Well, you don't pass it on somebody else's money. You, know? <laughs> you don't know what they want. You can't pass it on their money. You don't know what they want. Go call them up and ask. Oh, I have to, yeah, you have to call them up. Don't say Suarez to get his money. You know, I say Suarez on get his money. You can say Suarez on your own money. Yeah, but you can't say Suarez to get, you know, somebody else's money. So, I was thinking that, just like this concept, I think it's going to happen soon. There are two major companies I know that have in-house counsel, you know, rabbinic counsel. They hire somebody who sits in the office all day, you know, he learns, he gives shurim, and, but uh, he also, you know, he does an audit, a constant audit, you know, what's going on. We, we're in the middle right now of a major company, we have an appointment next week with a major, major, major company. Uh, Tremendously large company, one of the biggest, and they called us and they asked if they, if we would audit them. You know, Shabbos, you know, Yontif, uh, you know, a lot of issues, you know, a lot of issues going on for, you know, big companies that are open 24-7, a lot of, a lot of big issues. So, um, okay, so we said, fine, we're well, going to try to see if we can help them or not. I don't know if it's, I don't know, we don't know what's going to be. But, well, my said is such a thing, is it in-house counsel, in-house rabbinic counsel? I'm wondering, I'm not saying that anybody can do this. I'm wondering at the end of all this that there should be an in-house um, uh, spiritual council, not a local council, spiritual council. You know, you have to be very nice to all of our co-workers. What's the child? The human beings tell them like him. Got to respect them. Okay, so you know, but when do we have to? You know. When do we cross the line? When don't we cross the line? When is it right? When is it wrong? When is it too much? When is it too little? Know, which, uh, be very, you know, like you have to have a, a rope, you have to have a mashgiach. I'm not, I don't mean, I mean, I mean this in, in, in a serious vein. I mean this in a serious vein, you know. I get, now I get all the shadows, holiday parties. Can I go? Can't I go? Should I do it? Can I do it? No, I'm not talking about that logic issue. Can I make a holiday party for my non-Jewish employees and buy non-kosher meat because it's cheaper than kosher meat? Talking about that's our luck, It's like, what should we do? Should we have a night? Should we have a holiday party? Should we have it before December twenty fifth? Maybe we should do it December. Maybe we should do it on the first. What should we do? How should we do it? What you know? You know what's the what's the issues? 
and and the more we are integrating ourselves, the, you know, the more important it is. Okay, I'm um, I'm thanking you, and uh, wishing everybody had luck.